Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the December 7th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Wednesday evening episode of the show. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please do hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app, and you'll get the latest episodes right away, and we'll know you're out there and all good things. So uh, we appreciate you. Would love for you to do that. We're also over on Twitter at Um Yeah Sports, uh, constantly posting different things about what happening in the sports world analysis and whatnot so if uh if you'd like you can go give go give us a follow over there at um yeah sports uh there's also john you've got one right at, yeah at the john mcconey mm-hmm. at the john mcconey so either one of those will get you and if you follow one you'll find out about the other one there's a lot of retweeting going on isn't there yes okay mm-hmm. how are you man doing well how are you i am doing well let's see what's going on this day in the world of sports. So Baker Mayfield is with the Rams now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he will be. He signs, so he's there. So He signs. Okay. Um, and so tomorrow night they play? Yep, against the Raiders. All right, and he's going to be lacing them up and starting. Is that right? Well, um, or is he just backup and Matthew Stafford are both injured. Okay. So they've got one guy left. And is that Wolf- Wolford? No, Wolford is injured. Okay. It's another guy. I can't remember his name. But, okay. Um, Guy off the practice squad, digging it's deep. Just like their third string guy. I don't okay. know his practice squad, right. but uh, when the coaching staff asked, is it possible or is asked if it's a possible Baker Mayfield starts, he said it's it's a possibility. It's a strong possibility. Um, now they've already used their third string guy at one point this season. He played decently, but they obviously signed Baker Mayfield because the injuries and things have been plugging the squad. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what type of or how much Baker Mayfield actually helps this Rams team because uh, during his time with the Browns, he was okay. He did decently. Uh, but there was a lot of mistakes that he made with the football. And then with the Carolina Panthers fighting for time, couldn't get there. And then finally he's made his way over to the Rams who have gotten a great deal on him for like a million dollars is the rest of the salary. They've got to pay him uh, and he'll be there. Ideally be their starting guy down the road. But if he's able to, you know, play, um, I imagine they'll use him maybe for a few plays to get him comfortable within the lineup and then rotate quarterbacks and then have him play for the first few possessions, something like that to get him used to it. Cause I really don't know if you can memorize a playbook in literally a day, unless they design special plays for you because you're trying to learn a new offense, a new scheme, new language of that scheme. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start, but I'm just curious about, you know, do they keep past the season? Is he actually able to do what they need him to do? Because so far he's bounced a ton in this season and off season. Uh, a lot of teams just kind of passing him along to the next guy being cut by the Panthers. Um, and just some of the struggles he's had at the quarterback position, the struggles that he's had complete the passes. I've always found him kind of inconsistent. Uh, and now you kind of put him in Rams uniform a Rams Jersey where the Rams are banged up. Like we talked about a few podcasts ago, no Aaron Donald, tomorrow no Matthew Stafford obviously no Cooper Cup um and then also no Allen Robinson so you're really left with Skronik and Van Jefferson as your main guys you have got a solid group of running backs but it's not going to be an easy um an easy thing for Baker to you know find a role here and uh, and make completions because the last two teams he's come from 
are healthy squads. He was with the Browns, right? Then he got traded to the to the Panthers. Both those teams were healthy. They had the players that were that were needed. Now they didn't. They they did made moves, so they lost a few pieces, but they had pieces. Now he's going to a place that legitimately doesn't have pieces, and all their best players are gone. He's going to try to find a way to make get wins. But uh, I think I saw Adam Schefter tweeted i think it was him but they basically said the reason that they signed him was a because of injuries they need someone to come in b it was the the um the amount of money they would have to put on him and c if they if he got signed by another team this offseason they get an extra pick in return so it's it's a multiple levels of why they did this um multiple opportunities and why they did this but i, I just think it's going to be interesting uh i was wondering what they were going to do because i don't think you can run with your backups for this long without trying to bring someone in to pull together some wins um but I know that the draft order has been shaken up significantly because of these teams having quite a few losses, but it'll be interesting. I When I saw it yesterday, I saw that he was signed. I was shocked that the, the Rams were the team that signed him. Obviously, the injuries is the reason why, but I just don't know of his abilities to actually get you wins, and I don't know if he's much better than the other backups that you already have, but I guess we'll see once he gets in here because uh, what he was under Stefanski, he actually did decently, but how he will do with, uh, with um, McVay remains to be seen. Okay, so former Ram, uh, former Denver Bronco, Von Miller, out there in Buffalo playing for the Bills. Apparently won't be playing anymore this season. Uh, he is out with an ACL injury. What does that mean to the Bills as they uh, steam toward the playoffs and, and you know, hope they hope for a Super Bowl run? I think they're no longer a Super Bowl contending franchise. I think Wow, that, they, uh, that they, were, they were a Von Miller away, and I now think, they're... Well, because how predictable Josh Allen is um, and how predictable his offense is and how beatable they truly are and how teams are getting a, a scent of that and, and starting to figure out how to beat them. Depends on who they play. Obviously, there's weaker and stronger playoff teams, but their strong suit was their defense. Their strong suit was able to get with Von Miller and this defensive line being able to get through guys. Von Miller gets double team, which frees up another defensive guy, which then allows them to sack the quarterback or ask the quarterback. And Von Miller also had that speed on the edge to guard um, in the flat and zone coverage, but also uh, blitz around the edge and just make and just be a difference maker. We saw that in the Super Bowl and the Rams playoff run. We saw him during the win against the uh, with the Broncos, and now with this injury with the Bills, uh, I think it's just going to kind of sink their their playoff hopes because now opposing teams don't don't have to worry about um, double teaming Von Miller and and sacrificing another matchup. They can just play straight across the board. Not to say they don't have good defensive guys, but they that was their best guy as far as that defensive line was concerned. And now opposing teams don't have to worry about that. Now they can just kind of play their offense. So that if they play Kansas City, right? If they play the Patriots, guys and things like this, if they play good enough defense, the offense can now get to the level where they can back them up because they don't really have to worry about all the same things that, that were presenting themselves at the beginning of the season. Uh, and I guess I just think at the beginning of the season – you know, this team was so unbeatable. They had all the pieces in place. Uh, they seemed unbeatable. They seemed like they had all the stuff going for them. And now, finally, they've at this point in the season, I don't I don't see them being in the Super Bowl. I don't even think they get close. I think with the loss of Von Miller, I think it's just sank them. Because, like I said, their offense is good and it has to create pieces, but they're not adapting to the changes that the defense are throwing at them. And they usually stay in games because the defense is good enough to get the off, uh, opposing offense off the field. We saw that in the Lions game where they made a couple of stops, which gave Josh Allen the football, uh, gave him opportunities. We saw that in the Patriots game where they kept the right. And, and Von Miller obviously got injured in the Detroit game um, and, you know, wasn't able to play. We weren't sure how severe the injury was going to be. And then he finally had ACL surgery yesterday. So, the, you know, it's no 
I don't think he comes back for the rest of the season. So now you kind of have to look at it and say, you know, can this defense hold its own against Kansas City, which is one of the best AFC teams? They've always been there. They've always dominated. Can they beat the uh, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals? Can can the Bengals roll past them? Can the Raiders roll past them? Um, and I think more and more teams are going to be able to do that if they have the correct defense to be able to beat this team out, A, or B, if they've got the firepower offensively to run past guys. Uh, and I think the defensive line, just like I think the offensive line, is where games are lost or won a little bit. I think that's you have to establish that because if your quarterback's getting harassed all night long, he's not going to have a good success uh, in the passing game and the running game's going to die. And then if the offense is able to do enough, they can dominate that football game. Um, but I, I think they the 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 Bills um, with Von Miller Von Miller being out. Their chances have sunk, um, but I think if this um, during the draft and during free agency, they need to build around Von Miller a little bit more um, in the defensive room. Give him a few extra pieces, give him a little bit more dominance because we've seen in the last few years when Von Miller is not on that football field, the the Bills struggle. They now the, their arch nemesis right now is the is the Kansas City Chiefs who have sunk their chances of winning uh, in the last two different playoffs, one in that 13-second drill where they marched down the field and ended up beating them, uh, and that's just because their guys cannot keep up with them. So I think this Bills team, well at, well, at the beginning of the season, I would have said that, you know, the Super Bowl contending team, I think they've got a great chance to get there. Uh, I think it now falls on the Kansas City Chiefs to be that team to win or lose it because the Kansas City Chiefs have already played a Von Miller um, led Bills team and they won and now Von Miller is gone and that's just going to give Patrick Mahomes the ability to run all over the opposing defense and I think that it's going to be a struggle so as much as the Bills fans want to win that Super Bowl as much as they've been trying to win that Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, as many times as they've been to the Super Bowl I don't think this is the year they get it maybe next year when Von Miller becomes out a little bit more strong and they try to fix some of these offensive holes that they have that it can definitely sink your season with or without Von Miller Von Miller can try to be the first player to get three Super Bowl rings with three different teams Okay, uh, OBJ, who's a guy who's been on a few teams uh, in his in his NFL career, still waiting, still talking about where he's going to go. So it looks like Cowboys are out. Is that right? Yeah, it came out yesterday that um, his knee apparently isn't as healthy as it should be, or okay. at this point to be able to play in January. And Jerry Jones seems kind of upset about that. He says he's not going to sign him unless you know they get a full. Um, full deal on his knee, full video on his knee to prove where he's at. Jerry Jones really wants to win a Super Bowl, and he's going to let the chance of sign, signing OBJ to a multi-year deal pass him by, looks like, just because he, d- he can't help him out this season. He shouldn't be worried about where his knee is this season and try to put him in and try to rush it along and get that. He just needs to sign him and just have him to be able to use him next season. You shouldn't just be blinded by this season because – I mean, this this uh, lineup could get you a Super Bowl. With OBJ, probably will get you the Super Bowl. But this lineup's not going to be going anywhere. They're still under contract for multiple years. So even if you don't get there all the way this year, you still have next year and the year after that and then the year after that to get to that uh, get to that point. And if you're just going to let OBJ fall to the next, next guy, because there's other teams that want him. There's the Giants that want him. There's San Francisco that's been in the running to want him. I've heard even the Eagles being a toss-up as a place to want him. I just don't understand... Jerry Jones's philosophy of it has to be um, this year or no year. Uh, and that's always been how Jerry Jones is. He's always been forcing that issue of get me a Super Bowl, get me a Super Bowl, get me a Super Bowl. Um, but after, you know, hearing him basically saying, after always hearing him saying stuff like, you know, 
we want OBJ. We want him in this lineup. We really want him, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, you know, maybe he won't be able to help us out in January. Let's back off that a little bit and just basically say, you know, without firm proof, he'll be able to play for me in January. I don't really want him. That's what kind of what I've been hearing. Um, and so then it kind of, it kind of begs the question, how much did the Cowboys actually want OBJ and how much was it just to add an extra piece to try to add fuel to the fire to get to the next level, which is exactly what OBJ doesn't want. He wants a place to, you know, have his family grow. He wants a place to be able to stay. He wants to be like, I think I heard something like it wants to be his final team. So if, you know, if Jerry Jones is just using him as a, as a piece or as an, as the next level or something like that, you know, I don't think he's going to be too happy about that because, like I said, there's other teams that would be willing to pay him and, and give him that contract. So I think that opens the door even more to the team that I thought he was always going to go to other teams is the Giants, or yeah, the Giants. But I kind of want to see, you know, some of these other teams step up a little bit here and just be willing to take the risk of signing him, even though his need might not be perfect, even though it's not really going to be for the season, and just take that risk. Um, I think it's, I think based off the fact that this news has come out, now, over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months, he might be able to progress to that point and maybe one of these contending teams sign him. But I think it even might be a situation where we see teams that are eliminated early in the playoffs or even teams that don't even make it to the playoffs at all emerge as front runners for OBJ because they know that it doesn't matter if he can play this, uh, this January or not. What matters is you know, next season, let's look to the future. Let's look where that can head next. So if a team, you know, falls out, we might see them as emerge as a possible front runner for, for that opportunity. But I just think, you know, I think him as a cowboy would be fun to watch, but I think that's becoming less and less likely by the day. Uh, I think Jerry Jones has kind of just added all of the hype that he can add to this fire. And at this point seems to be kind of backing off right now, but I think it's more about in the NFL, it's way more about looking for the, to the future. And I think OB, or and I think um, um, Jerry Jones is way more looking about right now. How can he win that Super Bowl? How can he do it? How can he do it? How can he do it? And it's just thinking about that that I think he's going to let this opportunity pass it by. It's going to be a shame for a lot of Cowboys fans because we now know that he also let Von Miller slip by because they weren't going to give him the correct deal. And you know, now he might let OBJ pass by. That's two really good players that you know they either just didn't sign money issues or uh, you know, and then also Mari. Uh, Cooper also left to go to the Browns after they couldn't pay him. So, you know, this Cowboys team has left uh, good pieces go. It wouldn't be the first time, but I think it'd be a disappointment. Okay. All right. So we're starting to get toward the end of the uh, NFL season here. How many weeks we got left? I don't know if you know that offhand. It's like week 13. Okay. So So we got five weeks. Five weeks left. So we're starting to get toward the end. We're starting to get some clarity on what's happening with the draft. Yeah. Or week 14. Okay. It's week 14 coming up. Okay. Okay, um, which means what? So week 14 coming up. Right, so tomorrow we'll start week uh, 14. All right, and that means that we've got then f- four weeks Four weeks left. Okay, all right, so oof, I can't believe it. Can you believe that? It's nuts. That's it's nuts. been flying. It has been flying. All right, so we're starting to get some clarity on the draft. What do you think? I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> do you? Like I said earlier, um, teams that are bad – uh, have traded their draft choices before the season right. began. Yeah, a lot of that. So happened. the good teams are getting be- historically bad teams draft positions. So right, so they're you, getting. If getting you good. look at the top ten, yeah. the Texans get number one. Should they're one and ten? Yeah, right. Then the Bears are that are three and ten, and then all of a sudden you see it's Seattle. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks at seven and five get the next one. Then Detroit because of Matthew Stafford's trade. Then the Eagles, the best team in the entire league, at eleven and one have the fifth overall draft choice. 
And then it goes to the Jaguars uh, or the Carolina Panthers, Jaguars, um, Cardinals, Colts, and and then uh, Atlanta. The correct draft order after that. That's kind of scary <laughs> because the Eagles, I think, are a good football team, but they can definitely make themselves a Super Bowl contending team. Or if they're smart, they'll just trade away that fifth overall draft choice come draft night and trade back a uh, maybe around, maybe mid first round, get a bunch of draft choices, and then just invest in a bunch because they don't need a quarterback. They really don't need any wide receivers. They've got defense, good defensive line, um, but they can invest in cornerbacks if they want to, right? They can invest in a new running back as a backup to go with them. With Seattle, I mean, Seattle is actually playing really well this season. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe they just need a couple new defensive linemen to shut down the run a little bit. And if you're the if you're the if you're the Lions. I don't know. Do you look at drafting a couple new cornerbacks? Do you look at drafting a new quarterback early on in the round just in case you need to put someone in? Jared Goff goes down a little bit or he gets injured. Having a team that has less issues than options is never good. What I mean by that is the Seahawks, the Detroit Lions, and the Eagles are all in situations where they have basically no issues this season. They're winning football games. They have good success. They've got good rookies. They've got good bones. And yet they have tons of options in the draft order because they're so high. They could trade back. They could trade uh, even further back. They trade the second round, third round, and get a bunch of draft choices from it. They could trade for players for that draft option. They can draft a guy if they wanted to because they're where they're sitting. A lot of guys are just going to fall that far. I mean, this seems like one of the weirdest draft that I've that I've seen. Not, not very commonly do you see the best team in the National Football League have the fifth overall pick, and that's from... New Orleans. So if New Orleans keeps losing, they can slide even, you know, if they if Denver wins a few games and, you know, uh, New Orleans loses a few games, they can slide up a little bit more. And that can all change. That can all move a little bit. But we're getting clear, like, like you said, there's only four weeks left. So this movement isn't going to be that much. They're not going to win enough games, these, these teams to win enough games where they slide even, you know, for the team that probably slide the most is Seattle, uh, Seattle's pick which is the Denver Broncos, which I think could win a few games towards the end of the stretch. But the Rams with Baker Mayfield, doubtful. And New Orleans with that division that can't remain above 500 and how bad they look, that's also a thing. And, you know, if I'm New Orleans, I'm kind of upset that the Eagles hold my number one overall pick because right now I'd be able to pick at number five, which means I can address my quarterback situation. I can address my defensive situation. I can address so much. And what they tried to do is they because the um, Eagles were talked about wanting Alvin Kamara uh, and, and the Eagles basically said, you know, you can have him back or you can have him. All you got to do is just give us, you know, that first round pick back if you don't mind because that's what they're really after. And it seems like the Eagles are like, OK, we'll just move on. We'll just keep what we got. We're winning football games. Uh, and if New Orleans continues to slide, maybe they can even take that number fourth or, or number third overall pick. From, is it number third? It's another four, number three from Seattle where, you know, that – yeah, number third over a pick from Seattle. But I just want to see what these teams do with these picks because I've never had a draft where I've said to myself, you know, you know, what do these teams need to do in this form? I said, what do these teams need to do because they failed in this area, this area, this area, and this area. With these teams, they're succeeding or going to succeed or seem to be on the right track to succeed in all those areas, and they have got tons of options. So, you know, that's – when I saw it this morning, I was like, wow, we need to talk about that. That's that's that, that's a fascinating situation. Uh, and, you know, uh, well, we'll see what the Lions and these teams do and see mm-hmm. if the next season they are even better. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting as, uh, as the draft shakes things up with all these crazy – 
trades and whatnot. So awesome. Cool. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. It is Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. So I guess the best thing going for us. We got some, we got some Thursday night football coming up. What's going on basketball wise? What's going on in the NBA? Anything? We got the Boston Celtics sitting number one above Milwaukee. They okay. played tonight on ESPN against, which I'm a Boston fan, but okay. um, let me see who they're playing against. Cause I think they're playing a decent team. Let me see here. We got the Clippers playing New or-, or um Orlando right now. Yeah. Tons of games on right now. Uh let's see. Oh, against the Phoenix Suns. Okay. So that's not a bad uh no. that's the first team in East the West. West. Yeah. So they're number 1 against number 1. Okay. That's, so that's a good way to fun. size up how the how the two But the funny thing is the conferences the uh, Phoenix Suns are 16 and 8 and the Celtics are 20 and 5. Okay. So the best teams have the uh Celtics are it's in an end situation, but a little bit of basketball on right now. Uh, the Hawks are playing uh, New York uh, Mets or New York Mets <laughs> Knicks. Um, that's the other ESPN game on. And the Lakers actually are winning basketball games. I think they've been winning like the last three of the last four or something like that. And they're actually on the right track. But from what I hear, there's still a shake up on the horizon. And from right now, where we sit, the uh, Warriors are currently one place. Uh, in the playing tournament right now, they're they're the very last spot in the playing tournament. So we'll have to see if they can rise up. And there's obviously plenty of basketball. There's like 93 games, and the best teams played 25. Maybe we'll play like 27. So there's you know 70 some odd games left. So the basketball season keeps trucking along. We'll talk about it more as as things go along here. But that's kind of your fast. Okay. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Have a good uh, sports night, sports day tomorrow. We'll catch you on Friday. See you. See you. God bless.